You are listening to the Let's Get Ready Network. On this network, we talk about the movie trivia showdown, the first class league, sports, Star Wars, movies, TV, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR network. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Right, boy. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boy. Make sure it sound right, boys. 
What is up? What is up, guys? Uh, we're kind of using the hand bone to, uh, to the movie stuff right now because uh, we're actually uh, making plans uh, to change and have like a more, you know, encompassing thing. But since I like kind of my idea to start doing this and everything else, we're just kind of using uh, that intro. But uh, no, nah, man, this is like a new thing that me and Dan's going to be doing and other people's going to be joining us as well from the team here and uh, there as we do it. Uh, where we're going to be talking about like movie news and stuff that goes on and everything else. Yeah. And, like, uh, just different topics. Like we'll talk about things like uh, uh, the box office. We'll talk about like just things uh, going on, like in all over the place to be really like just anything that we think is like a cool little story or something that like maybe y'all don't know or haven't seen yet uh, come out. Then we're this is something we're going to talk about. But how you been doing, Dagan? I've been doing well, man. Enjoyed uh, AW Blood and Guts tonight. That was an awesome show. And uh, I got to see the Elvis movie earlier in the week. That was also, I, I enjoyed it very, very much. And uh, it's been a pretty relaxing week, man. Uh, just uh, very chill, not like a crazy amount happening. July 4th weekend here coming up. So definitely going to be doing some stuff for that. But uh, what about you, man? How you been? I've been hanging in there and stuff like that. I'm trying to get to the movies, but uh, my place of employment has been kind of got hit with COVID a little bit. So I'm having to do like a, a lot more. Yeah. I'm, I'm on a stretch of now almost like I think it's going to be like 11 days straight uh, and everything else. So that's kind of been a bummer. So not really been able to have the time to go watch a lot of like uh, movies Official and sponsor. stuff like that. And there's a couple out there that I actually want to like watch and stuff, man. I've just been like tired from work doing things like that. Uh, but like you said, you went and saw the, uh, Elvis movie or whatnot, uh, and you can kind of expound on that a little bit, but, uh, uh, yeah, um, we'll just segue right into the box office, man, from like this past weekend. So like, Let's do uh, it. yeah, what we had was, uh, the latest weekend from the June 24th through the 26th. Uh, the movie you went and saw actually finally topped. It looks like Top Gun. Top I called Gun's it. Been top of, yeah. Top Gun's I been at the top it. for like a while. Elvis yeah. did 31.2 million to top the box office this weekend. Top Gun Maverick That's pretty good. Just, yeah, Top Gun yeah. Maverick fell just a little bit behind at 29.6. Uh Jurassic World still pretty strong at 26.7, not that far behind Maverick. And the Black Phone, I actually am pretty surprised. That's the one movie I'm interested in, uh, because of more of like the horror franchise kind of deal. Uh, 23.6 million for like a horror movie like that's actually not bad at all. And Lightyear falling at the last spot, uh, falling pretty big actually. Because I think when we did this last week, I think they may have been number two, uh, in the two rankings. Three, and now sure. they're already yeah. down at number five at 18.2 million from yeah, this. That's uh, a big, big drop off. Yeah, yeah, from this weekend. And as you look at the dailies, like, so if you look at today or what was that, Tuesday, so yeah, yeah, so yesterday. You're looking at uh, Elvis is still at the top five million, Top Gun stuff like that. So everything's kind of still falling in line. It looks like from where the rankings were from this past weekend. But nah, man. I mean, was there is there anything like uh, shocking or or, or or new? Like like I said, I think the Black Phone coming in at number four with some big movies out there. It's not like the yeah. Black Phone coming out against like uh, you know maybe one big movie and a bunch of smaller things. Black Phone like that's actually pretty strong for them to have. Uh, such a good weekend when you have uh, Elvis basically like biopic kind of movie, Top Gun and Jurassic World out there at the same time. Like that's actually pretty good that they're actually making that money. That's the biggest surprise for me. 
Uh, I didn't even know if they had to crack in the top five, to be honest with you. But, like, I mean, anything on there that you noticed? Yeah, I mean, I, it wasn't like a huge shock. I, I think when we did our show last week, we did the first one of these. We were talking about this and what we thought might be in the top. And I think I had predicted that I, the Elvis movie was going to do uh, do the best and potentially even make like over $50, $60 million. It wasn't that high. Seemed like there were less people going to the movies this week, and I don't know if that has to do with maybe like the holidays and people are traveling or whatnot, but uh, it definitely seemed like less people. But, you know, uh, not not like crazy numbers or anything like that. But, um, yeah, also uh, nice to see Black Phone in, the, in that four position. And, uh, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, this is, this is Independence Day week and usually a big week for movies. Uh, I don't know if they're – What's the big, is there a big release coming up? Well, there, I mean, there's Thor, uh, Love and Thunder, but that's in next week. So, um, that's probably, I think Thor, Love and Thunder is the biggest thing coming out, like here, like coming up pretty soon. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of fun to like, kind of look at those weekends and see like where everything's kind of moving and stuff. And like I said, uh, Top Gun's been doing like freaking amazing, uh, for a pretty good long stretch now. And like, I think Top Gun being up there, I think it's like this thing that's it's one of those movies that sometimes can be a negative thing, right? Like it hits that nostalgia button. Sometimes it hits it too much and you only get like certain fans. But the thing is, is I think the movie is actually like a really good solid movie, even for people that didn't watch the original Top Gun, say like some younger viewers are still having fun with this movie. So like it's almost that perfect balance of still being a great movie on its own mixed in with the nostalgia stuff from like people that watch top gun and, and like now older uh moviegoers but like uh and like parta says um minions two's coming out this week you leave it that's Partis, the big right? release okay thanks partis i, I forgot yeah. what it was i knew leave, there was something leave it leave it at our man partis over here <laughs> yeah. bringing out like the uh animated <laughs> movies and stuff like that and telling us like when they're coming out because he knows that stuff for sure yeah, but and I actually think that's going to be interesting with Lightyear still out uh, releasing like a Minions two, you know, like you said, this is like a bigger weekend. Uh, you you have the opportunity when you do it on weekends like this, especially when Fourth of July lands on a Monday. So what will happen with the box office weekend numbers? They actually will add Monday as part of that weekend. So right. normally you have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday as part of the weekend. Uh, sales but usually if there's a holiday on a Monday like Labor Day something like that they usually count that Monday as the weekend so like you actually can get some inflated numbers and stuff like that uh that's why like I think uh back in the day uh Jurassic Park would like open up during like a Labor Day weekend or something like that uh so that they could get those inflated numbers like that extra day of uh, uh sales as per se uh matter of fact him and George Lucas at a time had some like uh kind of robbery i think at some point and like so uh george lucas would be like i'm still gonna beat your numbers and i'm just gonna release mine around may sometime like when he used to release them you know on may we all know may the fourth and everything else so there's that but yeah man black phone being a surprise for me and like you said you were pretty good on that prediction uh with elvis do you think uh elvis yeah. can stay one more weekend and take out minions two or do you think minions two is gonna do yeah. what we thought like was gonna do and take out everything. I like I thought Lightyear would take out everything that first weekend just because of the simple fact that it was like a kids movie and the parents right. going so you get those double ticket sales really most of the time. You know, it's not like a movie yeah. a teenager like for instance Black Phone a 19-year-old would go see the movie even on on their own or with a couple of friends but like their parents don't have to be there, right? Uh 
it, when it comes to the kids' movies, the parents have to be there, obviously, to take them there because the kids can't go in there and buy tickets on their own and everything. Minions 2, I think, definitely is a, a, a franchise that can hit that sweet spot. So I definitely think they're very popular. Yeah, I think so too. I would predict it makes uh, about 40, 50 million. Uh, Fourth of July week. I mean, that maybe add that extra day, bump it up about the 60, 70 kind of deal. Um, you know, definitely that's a popular franchise. I think they could hit those big numbers. And then, uh, yeah, the following week with, with Thor 11 Thunder, which I'm sure we'll talk about next week, but. That's gonna that's gonna be like the question will be will it make a hundred million opening weekend? You know, now I will say because you actually did watch this movie this week and everything else and it's top of the yeah. box office this weekend. Uh, can you give some like non spoilery thoughts about like uh, this Elvis movie that you went and saw, like how much you enjoyed it and stuff? Yeah, I I really really thoroughly enjoyed this this film. I thought that the uh, the performance of Austin Butler as Elvis Presley. I mean, he becomes Elvis Presley in this movie. Uh, overall, it's it's a not your traditional music biopic, which I think is why I liked it so much. Uh, you know, I thought Bohemian Rhapsody was quite the letdown. Uh, I, I was not a fan of that, and this movie I think blows Bohemian Rhapsody out of the water. And uh, I, I highly recommend it, even if you don't really like Elvis Presley or his music as a as a movie. If you like movies, this is a very phenomenal movie and it's very well made and. I'm not like super high on Boz Lerman, but I definitely think this is probably probably the best movie of his career, I would say. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I definitely I think me and Caleb are planning on doing a spoiler review of it here. So uh, it's it's one of those weird ones where it's like it's not really spoilers. I mean, you can look this stuff up like this is all stuff that happened. You know, yeah, like in his life. So it's not like ago, a, 40, 50 like, years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like watching the new Thor movie where there might be a new character introduced or, you know, yeah, somebody comes in at the very end and makes a cameo yeah. and you don't want to be spoiled. Like that, this is not that kind of movie. Right. But no, man. So, I mean, it, it seems like it's pretty good. So, a lot of positivity out there for it so far that I haven't seen too much negative about it. Maybe people don't love it, love it, but they, most of the people seem to at least like yeah. it. And yeah. uh, like, unless even parties here in the chat. Oh wow! Just yeah, he's seen it twice, and he loved twice. it both times. Right. Like that's actually pretty cool. I, I'm uh, thinking about going to see it. I want to see this again, and I want to see Top Gun Maverick again because Top Gun Maverick, I think, is still my favorite movie of the year so far. But uh, I got, I'll tell you, somebody that didn't like this Elvis movie, and that's Mr. Rob Fish, Fishbeck. Uh, he hated it. He's the only person I've heard that hated it. But I mean, hey, man, like. Yeah. Whatever floats your boat, you know what I'm saying. Like everybody has their thing. Like no movie out there ever uh gets everyone excited because if it did like the movies would be making billions upon billions because everyone alive would go see it right like and that's the thing like even <laughs> even though mcu is super big and it's some of the biggest franchises especially movies wise especially with like endgame and so you know those type of movies coming out and making these big bucks even though that happens like there like there's people that haven't watched one we, we can't believe it because we're such big fans, but like there's literally people out there that hasn't watched a Spider-Man or hasn't watched even Endgame or something like that. And it's yeah. pretty crazy when you really start to put it down there. It's like I've always knew with like Star Wars, right? Like I love Star Wars and there's a bunch of Star Wars fans out there, but not everybody cares. Like it's just, it, 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 even if they like movies, right? Like you think, oh, they're a movie fan. They'll love this or love that. No, there's actually people out there that love movies, that watch movies on the regular basis, 
that don't jump into like say the MCU world. They don't care about that movie. They like movies like Black Phone or they like movies like Top Gun or something like that. They like comedies or something. And it's just hard to believe when you really break it down. Like, oh, how can these people not like all this stuff and everything? And it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Like when you uh, really break it down and think about it. I want to uh, I want to ask answer Brandy's question here. She says if you go if you go if you like a movie one time, what are the chances that you're going to go see it again and then hate it? This actually happened once with me. Uh, I went and saw the first Jurassic World in the theater and enjoyed it and had a good time. I went back and I watched it again just at home on HBO and I couldn't get through half of it. I hated it so much. I was like, this is utter fucking garbage. That so, is pretty crazy. Like, <laughs> I don't think I've ever, I don't, I've never gotten to the point of where I liked to movie. like actually said it out loud. I like a movie or love a movie and then watch it again, whether it be at the theater again, that's the one, or whatever only time that's happened. and be like, and, and be like, I hate this movie. Right. Like, I'll give you a perfect example. Like I waited in line for Phantom Menace, baby, 1999. I'm standing outside the the thing like hours upon hours, like basically camped out a full day. I wasn't at a place to where it was so busy. You had to camp out the night before, but we got there at like seven o'clock in the morning, stayed outside the theater all the way to midnight because back then they only allowed the showings at midnight. Like you couldn't show them earlier. I guess it was some kind of rule they followed or something, but like, so I stood in line for that long, watched The Phantom Menace. So, of course, I'm super hyped. I loved every second of the movie, right? I went and saw it a second time. Still loved it. I was with some friends that didn't get a chance to see it the first time. I saw it, like, two or three times in one day, right? And each time wow. I saw it, like, after the second viewing, I started noticing, oh, there is problems here. There are things in here that I don't necessarily like or care for, mostly, like, the Jar Jar Binks stuff and everything. But... Like, I didn't ever go to hate. I still, like, love and cherish that movie in its own way, right? Like, it's not my favorite Star Wars movie and everything. So it did, like, slide down the scale. But I actually agree with Brandy there. Most of the time, when you go see a movie and you say like it or love it, right? Like, if you're given those kind of reactions, you're really not going to, like, drop down. You might even raise up, but usually you're right. not going to drop down too much. But, like, to go from an opposite spectrum of, like, oh, dog, I like this movie. And then, like, the next day you have to tell that same friend that you said you liked it. Nah, bro. Actually, I kind of hate it. Like, that, so I that, watched that it again, cool. and I picked up on some stuff the, the first time that I didn't. Uh, and man, I hated it. Now, wow, the freaking Jurassic World movie. The only time, but yeah. I swear to God. Well, we'll move on from the box office and and Elvis and like because uh, one of the reasons why it's kind of cool we're doing this live is like uh, right now is like, yo, bro. If y'all have some comments, man, throw them up there, and we'll like yeah, comment, give us you some know, comment on those and uh, be part of the show. You know what I'm saying? Like, do your thing. But uh, one of the things we're not going to go super negative. We're going to try to do what we did last week and not jump into from box office straight into something negative. Yeah. So we're going to go uh, straight into this, which I think is pretty cool. Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 4 is announced. Yes, uh, I is. think it's actually pretty good. The The last iteration of the Ghostbusters with like the younger kids and stuff like that. Uh, I think it didn't hit Top Gun levels, obviously not those kind of numbers. Now, obviously, it's sort of unfair Top Gun's coming out when COVID and more theaters are open now and everything because COVID isn't as big of a problem or at least perceived as a big of a problem as it was when the Ghostbusters movie came out. So I do think that as we get more and more away from people being scared of COVID, more and more people is going to come out. It's like we talked about last week. That was a pretty good amount of money that was shared across the board in the box office. Even this past weekend, I mean, you had a couple of movies, uh, actually like three of them, 
around 30 something to almost towards that 40 creeping up towards 40 million like that's three movies right there with pretty decent numbers you know like not not super crappy numbers so like ghostbusters uh i really do feel like it could have did better if it was like released at this time instead of when it was released but i do think it has that same kind of feel with top gun where it's got that nostalgia and they did put a little bit of that nostalgia in there mixed in with these new characters and everything trying to have fun with it uh but yeah man we got a ghostbusters announced uh i like the ghostbusters franchise especially the original films uh that's some of the uh I, it was some it was like that i call it like that little uh uh break in like step into the door of the horror franchise to be honest with you because it's not like real scary but it does have scary elements in it so it's one of those things that like, okay, cool. Like maybe I don't like horror, but I could watch a Ghostbusters film and you can have fun with it. Uh, but man, dude, like, I, I mean, I'm pretty excited because I do like the original franchise and everything. Uh, what do you think about Ghostbusters 4? Yeah, well, I'm glad you're excited because um, I didn't even see Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is what this is going to be a sequel to, obviously. Um, I just like, I get so bored of the, uh, you know, the member berries kind of, nostalgia kick movies like i think it's been done right at times and, and not so much other times so i just really had no interest in seeing ghostbusters afterlife i love the original ghostbusters feels like an snl skit come to life in, in a movie form but not as much of a fan of, of ghostbusters 2 and uh i, I yeah i just i'm being honest with you here justin I, I this wasn't really for me but I'm, I'm glad. I'm excited. It seems like people really enjoyed the most recent one. This is going to be Jason Reitman coming back to direct. Uh, the movie is going to be released in December. Uh, the date right now is December 20th, 2023. So that's uh, just over a year, just about a year and a half from now. And uh, it, again, it's going to be a direct sequel to Ghost, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, as of now, it, it's unknown whether or not uh, Bill Murray or any of the other cast will be returning. Uh, there's a complicated scenario with Bill Murray, with him potentially being uh, having some behavior issues on the set of this uh, Aziz Ansari movie, Being Mortal, that was uh, shut down. The production was shut down a couple months ago in April after the studio received complaints about his behavior on the set so we'll see if bill murray returns we'll see if dan Aykroyd and, and or any of the other guys come back but um yeah this 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 is definitely uh, happening and it's going to be coming out in late 2023 so i'm sure it'll make a buttload of money regardless but uh yeah any any other thoughts on this justin i mean uh just to go ahead and like because uh brandy had a question in the chat and everything uh, so this, uh, this is coming from the Hollywood reporter. Uh, the right. next Ghostbusters movie will hit theaters December 20th, 2023. Like you were just talking about in December. So the very yeah, end is next year. Uh, the sequel is a yeah. follow-up to the director, Jason Reitman's Ghostbusters after, after life. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, he worked with Ivan Reitman, which I think is his dad or something like, uh, who actually did the original, if I'm not mistaken, yes. whenever they did this. Uh, and earlier this month on Ghostbusters Day, Reitman and co-writer uh, Gil Kennan confirmed uh, that the end credits on Ghostbuster Afterlife, so kind of a spoiler here, uh, live action uh, sequel will return to the original films and uh, and back to New York City. So they'll, they're going ahead back to New York City yeah. and everything else. Uh, and that movie that I was just talking about, like the box office number, it actually earned more than $200 million at that box office. 
uh, despite the pandemic. So like, that's actually a really good thing. So that's the biggest thing with this. And it, it, you would assume that some of the kids, maybe not every kid in the movie, obviously, but like some of these kids in this movie is going to return probably with like a couple of the older characters. Cause like I said, there yeah. was nostalgia here, you know, you can see in the trailers, not even saying anything about the movie if you haven't seen it yet, but like, there's that part in the movie where the red phone lights up or whatever, like in the original Ghostbusters, and one of the characters picks it up and he like you could hear his voice yeah. plain as day. So like it'd no, be cool if they brought a couple of like the kids and the old a couple of the older characters like mixed together yeah. back in New York. Uh and maybe I, I would fighting think, some uh, ghost. I would think Ackroyd's probably gonna come back. He seems like somebody that would for this. And uh yeah, definitely no. No, we don't need. There's ladies. Listen, there's ladies in the movie that they just did Afterlife. Uh, I, look, my thing. Look, that movie I don't think turned out to be very good, to be honest with you. Uh, and my thing was, is they made too many references to the fact of, oh, there's ladies in this movie. Like, you don't have to just make the movie with ladies in just it. Make a like, good you don't movie. have to make jokes yeah. about it. Like, because I'm one of those people that I, I'm not one of those toxic, you know, people on Twitter that's out there like throwing stupid male misogyny out there into the world. Oh, why is there women being Ghostbusters when the original were all dudes and everything? But at the same time, I don't want it to be thrown into my face like every five seconds. Like that was one of the worst things they did to me in the marketing was like all the previews that they showed or all the uh, trailers they showed were like always had like these comments or jokes about the fact that they're women. Like, the, to me, the Not reason necessary. why you make that kind of yeah, the the reason why you make a movie like that is to make it to where people don't care that it's women or men, that everything's equal. So like to me, you shouldn't be talking about that fact. You should make the movie like it's just a normal movie and not try to yeah. make jokes about it and stuff. The just whole give time. me a but, good movie with a good story and characters that I like. You know, that's all right, I ask but, for. Damn it. But with that being said, we're going to go ahead and knock this next topic out of the park right here just to get it out. We're not going to go yeah, into great detail. Some of this stuff is like nasty and sick or whatever. But yeah. like I'm going to talk about one part because I know a little more we'll about it. We'll follow um, up from Vegas last week. Take, yeah, basically it's a yeah. follow-up. This is Man Ezra Miller updates. We talked about that last week. Just these horrible people, man. Horrible oh. people. Uh, yeah. Vince McMahon, like I had said something about the fact that like Vince McMahon – uh, basically there was like a story that came out that talked about Vince McMahon with one of the first ever lady referees, uh, back in like the early eighties, uh, coming into the field and being part of possibly of the company or whatever. So, you know, at that time it was supposedly, uh, or it was accused, alleged, whatever you want to call it, that Vince McMahon possibly basically was like, if you want to work into the business or something, uh, giving her some money and tried to like, basically, uh, solicit a blowjob out of the whole situation yeah. and everything. Uh, that was kind of like, okay, that's only like coming from one thing and one source. But since it's came out, someone else has came out to validate that story and actually say that 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 that, that is what happened, right? Uh, still can't say like, you know, I, I hate it when people do the court of public opinion and they're like, oh, whatever. The thing about this Vince McMahon thing is like, we talked a little bit about it last week is the guy played a character on TV that was gross, right? But you could get by with it saying it's a character. Now, when you look back at what he did, especially during the Attitude Era and stuff like that, and some of the things even after the Attitude Era that he kept being involved in, like storylines and everything else, just makes you sick to your stomach because now you have to look back at it with these like, 
different pair of glasses on and, and seeing these things now. And it's like, bro, maybe this is what he kind of really was. It, maybe this wasn't all a character. Maybe this was actually Vince McMahon on TV acting like he would behind the scenes a little bit. You know, obviously on TV, it's like amped up, but like it's it just sick and disgusting, man. Like it's uh, it's one of those things like and for him to be showing his face on TV, period, much less coming out to the ring and making these announcements and stuff during the last couple of weeks, knowing that this stuff's out there is also like just a slap into the face. I think of anyone who, you know, like has had something like this possibly happen to them before. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it, it's just disgraceful. I can't believe they're even letting them do it. I can't believe USA and Fox are letting him do it. I thought the two like big conglomerate like TV networks would probably be like, dude, sit your ass at home until this thing's figured out and everything else. But yeah, it's pretty gross and pretty sickening. But yeah. uh, you had a couple of, or at least one update with the Ezra Miller story. Yeah, I don't have much to say about the Vince thing other than I echo what you're saying. It's gross and disgusting. And it's basically panning out the way I kind of thought it was, which is that he's just getting away with it. And he's coming out there on TV and people are bowing to him. And it's just ugh, so fucked up. Oh, yeah, that's sick. Bro, yeah, I don't uh, know if it's maybe a bunch of people that don't know about it or maybe they don't keep up with any kind of news or no, whatever. I think just disgusting fucking WWE fans. Uh, something like that's just disgusting. Them bowing to him as he comes out and everything yeah. else, but oh, sick. But yeah, yeah uh, well, some, something that's like potentially equally as fucked up and weird is uh, update since the last time we talked about this Ezra Miller situation, which has just seemingly gone completely off the rails. There's a Rolling Stone article that was published basically revealing that uh, Ezra Miller has a is a young mother and her children, uh, her children all between the ages of one and five, uh, held up on a farm, 96-acre uh, farm in Vermont, of all places. So this is basically in my backyard. So maybe I'll maybe I'll get, get some people together and I'll, I'll mount a rescue mission here uh, in, in a little bit. But basically they're saying that... Uh, the, the mother has sort of apparently come claimed that she came out of, of an abusive relationship and that this Ezra Miller farm is like a healing haven for her and her children. But uh, everybody has said that uh, and they're, they're apparently farming marijuana and they're smoking it around the children. And they're basically there's a number of firearms around the house, including assault weapons. And basically that he he has these this family sort of held up there and they can't get on the property because they're not legally allowed to as of Vermont's cannabis control board of all, of all things. But you think with all the weapons and shit that he has there, there's going to be some sort well, of, I mean, it's a speculation though. Yeah, like there's a but, difference between, there's a difference between like, uh, knowing this a hundred percent or just being kind of conjecture, right? You know what I'm saying? Like if you are the cops, uh, or, or law enforcement, whoever's going to be taking charge of the situation, FBI, whatever, like you do have to sit there and follow the rules. So like if there are people who are just saying that there's things in there and they don't have video evidence or photographic evidence, like, you know, they can't just go into your place on a search warrant all willy nilly yeah, for no reason at all. Like, and, and that's yeah. the thing, right? So uh, they got to sit back and whatever, but it's like you said, and it's hard to like help someone who doesn't seem to want the help. Like you said, like the lady and stuff saying like, well, this is like a almost like a retreat for me and stuff, you know. Yeah. Like, is it and something sure, that she's being sure brainwashed to say? Yeah, it's real tricky. Yeah, yeah like you don't know. Yeah, you you don't know. It's it's a very weird 
and uh, complicated scenario, I'm sure, and just just a what a fucked up situation again, and one that you know they're gonna be making movies and TV series about this in you know 10, 20 years because it's just bizarre, and you don't really know what the end game is and, and how they're gonna deal with him and how Warner Brothers is gonna deal with him. Like we talked about this last week and speculated about like what are they gonna do with that Flash movie? Are they gonna cancel it or recast him and reshoot all of the scenes or it's just a total, total mess. So yeah. yeah. So like we got a couple of comments here. Yeah. Uh, Vince is the reason I'll never watch WWE thing again. And I'll never watch another thing with uh, Ezra Miller either. Like I agree. Like this, this is one of those different things, right? Like it's one of those weird situations. Like this comment made me think about it. Right. Like, so one of my favorite movies of all time, not not one, it is my favorite movie. I've said it before. My favorite movie, the number one movie, if you ask me, my top fives always and will probably ever be seven. Unfortunately, later down the road, you know, like years later, we came to find out that Kevin Spacey was a piece of crap. But I'd already seen yeah. and fell in love with the movie. So, like, it's hard for me to differentiate between that, right? Now, what I do yeah. tell people is, is like, okay, so movies that I saw, it has Kevin Spacey in it that I liked and enjoyed beforehand before we knew what he was and everything else. Like you have to separate the artist from the, like, you know, the art that kind of thing. Right. So, and there's yeah. other people involved in those movies that didn't deserve, like they're not part of that. So they don't deserve to be crapped on either. It's still a great movie kind of thing. But I have said that Kevin Spacey, like if he made something new, which I don't think he will, cause I think he went too far. It, it, but if he did, I wouldn't go watch it. I wouldn't support that. Like I would never find out that that was one of my favorite movies because I never would give it yeah. the chance. Uh, in this case, you know, like this is one of those things to where now you can make that decision. I haven't watched WWE in a while. Never. I, but this is well, going to make me until, until they make a change. It's a shitty product. But right. right. Yeah. But, but, but until they make a change, like I'm definitely not going back to it. Right. Like I'm definitely not yeah. going to watch it until they do something here with this situation. And the thing with Ezra Miller is the same thing. I didn't like the cat anyway. I don't know why people even like this dude. I never cared for this guy for whatever reason. He was kind of this oh, guy that automatically got this feeling he was kind of a piece of crap. Yeah. Uh, uh, and and like I never liked him to begin with. I, I didn't, didn't like care. his flash. I thought I, it was yeah, a, I didn't even get hyped yeah. for his flash because I didn't like him before he did flash. So no, like, he was really annoying. Like, yeah, so like I never got the appeal of this guy. So like I, it ain't even gonna be a problem to be able to like. Uh, not like watch anything that he's been into. Uh, part is with the comment. I don't even know uh, what WB are going to do uh, with the Flash film. Hey, bro, at this point, you toss it in the trash. Chuck it. Yeah. You, you don't. Or you don't completely can... burn it. You don't completely burn it because. Well, unless you, you, you never can know. Unless you can reshoot all the scenes with a different actor, but that right. would be like well, an I'm extra two hundred, three hundred million dollars on top of what. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, I don't completely burn it because, like, guess what? We are getting this information piecemeal. Maybe things do come out. I, I don't see how he can be saved, but maybe things do come out. It's just kind of like the Amber Heard, like we just got through with the Herb Depp thing. Like, and yeah. a lot of people were jumping on Depp thinking he was this piece of crap. Then like you come to find out like, oh, it wasn't like it, it was set out there to be the beginning. So maybe, maybe something to happen that will change it a little bit and everything else, but, but we'll see. Uh, Star Drew with hello, Justin, Brandy, and Adelia. What's up, Star Drew? I haven't seen you in a little bit, man. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Thrawn, who are you talking about? Like, who's filming a new movie already? Ezra like, Miller, uh, Ezra Miller, or like someone else we talked about? Uh, let me know. Yeah, because I don't uh, think he's, I think he's held up on a farm in Vermont with his family and a bunch of 
weed and fire. <laughs> Jeremy, but Ezra's a shitty person. I don't think he's person. filming oh, a movie. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah he's he is. A movie thrown. <laughs> but uh, that's pretty much it on that. That's, uh, oh, you know, on that oh Kevin Spacey. Yeah. That's Damn, he already is doing it. Uh, well, yeah, I won't watch it. Yeah, uh, he was in that. He was in that weird uh, Super Bowl ad too, I think, or some some kind of ad for something recently. It was like, "Ooh, what are you doing on my screen?" But a uh, little bit more of a positive note, like uh, yeah, one of these. Cool. I'm, I, I'm older, obviously, so I got to see Cameron Diaz and her prime when she was out there doing the thing. Uh, she is going to return to act with Jamie Foxx in a Netflix movie. Don't know a lot about this movie or whatever, but yeah, he is um, returning. She's a big name out there. Jamie Foxx is also a pretty big name. I like some of his stuff he's done throughout the years as well. Yeah. Don't expect a lot out of it because it is a Netflix movie. That's one thing about Netflix movies. They, you can't even say they're hit or miss. They're miss with every now and then they get it. They're hit, usually you know missed. Like every, yeah. There's only a couple of like Netflix films that go straight to Netflix that I've actually thoroughly enjoyed and thought were like yeah. top notch films. Yeah, this is uh, going to be called Back in Action, uh, not to be confused with Looney Tunes Back in Action. Uh, it reunites Diaz and Fox, who worked together on 1999's sports drama, Any Given Schmoe Day. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Any Given Sunday, and 2014's Annie Remake, which is Diaz's final film role before, quote-unquote, retiring. Uh, this is from the Variety article. Fox made the announcement on Twitter, sharing audio from a phone call with Diaz, who can't seem to find the words to tell the world she's returning to the silver screen. I don't know how you how to do this, you know, she says. Uh, Diaz is 49 years old, uh, so that's pretty crazy. Uh, she does not look like she's 49 years old. She still looks very, very good for her age. And so, uh, yeah, we haven't seen her in quite a few years. So, you know, when she announced her retirement, it was one of those things where it was like, yeah, she'll retire for a little bit, but she's one of those actresses that you figure will come back for something. But it's just interesting that it's for this like uh, Netflix movie with Jamie Foxx. As you said, that's not a guarantee that it's going to be very good, but um, we'll see. Uh, they, they're The plot details are being kept under wraps, so who knows what it's going to be about. But it sounds like an action comedy to me if it's called Back in Action. That would make sense. But uh, I don't know. What do you think, Justin? Yeah, I'm like I said, I'm not like super excited. It was just kind of like caught my attention because yeah. Cameron Diaz making a return and Jamie Foxx pretty good. So like it has a chance and opportunity to be like, you know, one of those like sleeper kind of like, oh, I didn't expect nothing from this, but it turns out to be a pretty good movie kind of thing. So like I'm pretty uh, I'm, I'm like wishy washy. But like the biggest thing about it is, is like I said, Netflix, man, there's not that many movies out there that I watched that goes straight to Netflix or Netflix has a big part of that. I've been like, Oh wow, that was amazing. Like there's been a couple of movies that I like, but that's because I like some of the cheesy horror stuff. Sometimes like they, they released a movie called the babysitter, uh, which is pretty interesting and fun to watch. This is like a fun little movie. Uh, yeah. And then like uh, the uh, army of the dead, uh, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. I'm saying okay. that right. But like the last Snyder film that got put on there. Yep. Uh, yep. That was actually that, fun to watch. That was a good time. I thought and had fun with it. But like those yeah. are because I like those style movies and they can get away with that more on Netflix. But to be like a super either serious or comedy movie or something like that, straight to Netflix to me is like none of them's really kind of hit the mark at all, period. Yeah, the action comedy thing. Uh, the Harder They Fall was freaking phenomenal. Uh, and that was a Netflix movie. But that was that was very unique. That was like a, 
you know, a, a sort of a, a, not a modernized Western, but like a, you know, a, like a serialized Western, I guess. Uh, that's a great, great film that came out last year on Netflix. But that's probably the best thing I've seen from like a movie that's gone straight to Netflix. Everything right now, uh, before we go on to the next topic, uh, Jeremy Miller yeah. with Kevin Spacey's moment of movie with Ben Shapiro. Oh, yeah, God. nobody's like, gonna watch me, that. <laughs> bruh, what? Oh, God, I, who's donating money to this movie? Like, oh my God, what a uh, that's a terrible. I would, I would, I would mistake. rather, I would rather go see a uh, a Louis C.K. stand up uh, show in uh, like a and I'm assuming Jeremy. Then go, then go see this Kevin Spacey movie, but yeah. Gotcha, but uh, I'm assuming Jeremy Miller's talking about this is a Netflix movie possibly here he's talking about. Hustle is very good. I mean, and, and we'll keep on the uh, Netflix train here as we'll jump right into another yeah. movie that got it's announced, sports... The Electric State, uh, that, uh, starring Hustle, Bobby Brown. Hustle just came out. Yeah, speaking of Netflix, we'll talk about that here in a minute. But yeah, hardest uh, shout out Hustle, which is an Adam Sandler drama about a uh, sports drama that was just released. Uh, earlier this month, so I, I've been hearing really good things about that as well, especially Sandler coming off his role in uh, Gems, Uncut Gems. But yeah, sorry to interrupt. Uh, speaking of Netflix, Electric State with Millie Bobby Brown. Millie, I had such a tough one to say. Millie Bobby Brown, say that five times fast. Uh, starring in this movie on Netflix, uh, it's going to be Joe and Anthony Russo's uh, as directors. It has Millie Bobby Brown set to star. This is the Deadline article here uh, saying that uh, it is based on the adaptation of the illustrated novel and is set in a retro-futuristic past where an orphan teen traverses the American West with a sweet but mysterious robot and an eccentric drifter in search of her younger brother, uh, Angela Russo uh, Osto, butchering it, I'm sure, Jake Ouse, Jeff Haley, Marcus McFreely, our executive producing. Uh, so this could be fun. Uh, Billy Bobby Brown and the Russos, I think, could be a, a good team up. And uh, again, straight to Netflix, so you never know. It could be hit or miss. But uh, I, Billy Bobby Brown has been crushing it recently uh, on Stranger Things. I'm about halfway through the most recent season, and I'm really, really enjoying it. And uh, I think, you know, she's now maturing into more of an adult and can play some, some of these. You know, she's a teen, played a teen role in this. So she can still kind of, she's still like young enough to play those teen roles because she's only like, I think, 18. But uh, I think, you know, she's at the point of her career where she can start taking some more, maybe some more dramatic roles and more adult or oriented roles uh, at some point here soon as well. But yeah, uh, what are your thoughts on this, Justin? Uh, I actually, like, I'm always, these kind of like story or plot points, you know what I'm saying? Like, are kind of like when, when they get said, a lot of times I'm let down by them. Uh, not when I hear them, when I hear them, my ears perk up because obviously I love Star Wars, right? So like, and I love stuff like zombie films and stuff. So like this dystopia future kind of thing where, um, you know, maybe something bad happened to the earth and everything's different, or maybe it's just a future timeline or whatever, right? Like I kind of fall for them. I get interested in them and I kind of, and I, and I, and a lot of times I get burnt when I watch the movie because a lot of times they turn out not to be as good as you want them to be. Yeah. Uh, hopefully this is a different story. Hopefully this is one of those few movies that we're going to be like, oh shit, like this was actually a really good movie. Didn't expect a lot from it. Uh, I'll get possibly more excited when they start putting out like actual, say like t trailers and things like that. But yeah. I mean, Hey, Let's see what it, it looks it'd, like it'd, first. Yeah. Yeah. But it'd be, it'd be something that like I, my ears perk up when you, when you read the plot, you know, the details and everything else. So uh, yeah. that's one of those things that, that happens. Uh, let's see. Cause like, 
I didn't love like I got super excited about Ready Player One. Didn't really love the movie that much. Uh, yeah. Like it, it did, like it's not terrible or anything, but it's like I didn't really love it. You expect a lot because of like who's in charge of that movie and everything. Uh, you expect even more from it. I don't think, like I said, I don't think it was terrible. I don't think Steve, Steven Spielberg could put a terrible movie out there. He can just put like, oh, this ain't a normal Steven Spielberg movie or this isn't that class of a movie. But I mean, that dude's still kicking and going. So all the props in the world to that guy. But yeah, uh, it sounds cool. There's a cool little opening story here. They're, they could do a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yep. Let's see and what the they other- can do with it. She can yep. act pretty well, like you said. Stranger Things. She's done a couple other things as well. Yeah, uh, and the uh, other she did the one other... like King Kong versus Godzilla or King of the Monsters yep. or whatever she's part of. Like the other, she's done well. Uh... Like her roles has been fine. So I, yeah, you know, it is what it is. And the other rumor attached to this is that uh, Chris Pratt potentially in talks to co-star. So Chris Pratt and and Millie Bobby Brown, I think, could have really good chemistry together. You would guess he probably would play some kind of like older mentor kind of role to her if you know her her her, she's gonna be kind of like more of a teen traveling across the the west so maybe she meets up with him and he he becomes kind of her mentor kind of thing i can see that being the case but uh yeah that's definitely an interesting idea and concept and yeah i think she 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 has a bright future ahead of her this millie bobby brown no i mean and i'll say this about chris pratt i thought he was gone and done jurassic world's probably bringing back his career him back into prominence is doing pretty well in the theaters right now uh didn't hit the the numbers that top gun did but i think top gun's an anomaly uh but they've been pretty close the last two weekends as far as money and numbers so it's making some money uh so it's getting out there he's getting back out yeah. there so maybe you know his things is turning around so maybe him getting attached to something like this could even be cool but it is a heading to you netflix so it's one of those weird things be. man like yeah. you never would see like back in the day you would see someone maybe move to tv to movies right but back yeah. in those days you didn't see people going from movies to tv unless they got like really old and they let their career mm-hmm. in movies was done and they got a role in a show right but it's almost considered it, like a career decline, and now it's more yeah, exactly. Like, like now, people thing. would do TV shows more than it's movies in some cases, yeah. And now it seems like they're getting uh, like way fonder of just hey, we'll do this Netflix movie or we'll do this like movie going to Paramount Plus or something like that. Uh, so yeah. I mean, more people is willing to do it. So I, but you know what, maybe that means that those movies keep getting better and better and better until finally you start getting like movie, like actually movie theater quality movies, like sitting at your home you're doing a streaming because and i wouldn't mind that yeah. for comedies and for like say dramas or whatever because yeah. I, I don't Western, feel like those are like things that. that get uh i don't i don't feel like those things are something that you get a better experience at the movie theaters but like top gun for instance that's one you need to go see at the movie theaters oh, all the yeah. sounds the Hell big yeah. screen and everything like else Endgame, Jurassic world MCU, same thing yeah. yeah all the mcu movies and all that like totally agree like those movies need to be sent in the theaters uh you know, but these other movies like personal stories and stuff like going straight to Netflix, like maybe their quality will keep getting, you know, just better and better and better. Yeah. You know what this sounds like to me? That movie sounds like uh, it could be like True Grit with a robot, which would be really cool. Like right. with Chris Pratt and sort of that Brewster Cogburn uh, role. But yeah, let's uh, let's move on to our next topic. Yeah, the last movie topic that we got today is uh, the next James Bond's at least two years away. It looks like uh, they're taking their time yeah. coming up with who's going to replace uh, the you know the lead character there. And uh, moving yep. on to the thing, you know what I'm going to say yep. to this is like, you know what? Congratulations. 
for being at least a franchise that's willing to take your time and try to find the right person before you just yeah. try to nail out another movie to get more money, you know, from the movie and everything. So I think this is a smart, intelligent move. You got to find that right person because usually that person, unless something bad happens, usually that person is going to be in that role for a few years. So like, this is something you need to take your time on and pick the next James Bond. I'm not the biggest James Bond fan because I'm not the biggest like action movie like lover. There's movies out there that I love. Obviously, they're action movies and I have fun with, but I don't okay. go out searching out for the next, you know, like I'm not like waiting with bated breath, you know, waiting for the new next James Bond movie to come out. When it comes out, okay. it comes out and I watch it. I watch it. If I don't, I don't kind of thing. But like to the James Bond fans out there, I think this is good news. Uh, for them to actually want to take their time and pick the correct person. Yeah, I am. A, I'm a huge James Bond fan and action movie fan, so a little bit different than you, Justin. Uh, I get ridiculously hyped for when there's a new James Bond movie coming out or like a new Mission Impossible movie. Uh, I just absolutely love the action genre, and James Bond is one of my favorite characters. Uh, maybe my favorite action character. Certainly my favorite spy character because it, he's just so suave and yeah say what you will about about his characteristics and the way that he sleeps around and and everything but he's a freaking badass and you know i think that coming off of the heels of daniel craig who a lot of people you know some fans i think might even consider the greatest james bond like the best iteration of the character we have the closest iteration to probably ian fleming's version of james bond that we've had on screen so far and uh, i i would agree I think that his movie certainly had ups and downs, but every James Bond has had their ups and downs. It's just kind of the the nature of the franchise. And I, I will quickly here give a spoiler for the most recent James Bond movie, No Time to Die, because uh, I want to segue into it talking about a potential new actor. Uh, so if you haven't seen No Time to Die, I'll put up the spoiler alert thing here, and then I'll, I'll, I'll unclick it uh, when I'm done talking with the spoiler. But in the most recent James Bond movie, No Time to Die, they do something that they've never done with the character before, and that is they actually kill him off. And so with that in mind, it was a very fitting ending for Daniel Craig, and I thought just a brilliant and very ballsy decision, uh, no pun intended to things that happened in Casino Royale, a very ballsy decision uh, to, to, to do that, but I think all for the better because it gives them a chance to like completely reboot the franchise and completely reinvent the character. And that's sort of what I wanted to talk about after that spoiler leading into it is that this is a chance to really find somebody that is going to not only do something completely different than we've seen from Daniel Craig, Pierce Brosnan, Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton, Sean Connery, uh, etc., but also a chance to find somebody that can really embody that character like maybe no other actor has. And it's really, really tough shoes to follow with Daniel Craig. Like, Brosnan was great in his own way because he was like a really good blend of, I think, all the previous James Bonds. Timothy Dalton, I think, gets overlooked a lot because his version was also very different. It was also kind of, kind of like a prototype to what we were going to get with Daniel Craig, and Daniel Craig sort of perfected that. Roger Moore was very goofy. And a lot of, like, uh, wacky hijinks, but it was very much of the time of the 80s and the late 70s. Uh, and then, you know, George Lazenby, another actor that gets overlooked a lot because he was only in that one movie, but also did something very unique, I think, and very different than what Sean Connery was doing with the character at the time. 
Uh, and I think a lot of people consider the late, great Sean Connery potentially the best iteration of James Bond we've got that's not Daniel Craig. So I think this is like a chance for them to do something that's, I don't know, may, maybe almost like, okay, they just did this very sort of gritty Ian Fleming style version of James Bond. Maybe this version of James Bond brings back maybe a little bit more of the campiness of Roger Moore and blends that with some of the more seriousness of like a, 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 a Daniel Craig or a Sean Connery, sort of like what Pierce Brosnan did with the character, but now you have Daniel Craig to sort of throw in there as well, while also doing something new and something fresh with the character, which I feel I like, think, yeah, you can I'm say your thing, and I got, I got some final thoughts on it as well, but yeah. Well, I think that when it comes to this franchise, they finally did what they should have been doing this whole time. Because I'm going to tell you something. If there was a franchise out there like James Bond, right? Like the 007 moniker, that's really what the thing is. It's like a person kind of comes in and takes that spot, right? Yeah. Becomes James Bond every time, right? Uh, so it's not just it supposed to, it's not supposed to be the same person, obviously, throughout the years. It's supposed to be someone who steps up into that position, basically. And my thing with this is, is like if they would have been doing this from the very beginning, if James Bond as a franchise, whenever they wanted to go to a different actor would have actually killed the character off in the film before they changed it. I thought, Sorry. I think, no, no, what, no, no, but I'm saying like, if this is a decision they would have done, if this is a decision they would have done earlier in the franchise, I think they could have had more fans. Cause how cool is it to you to go watch this franchise, right? These James Bond where you don't know, is this the movie? Like, so all the stakes in every yeah. movie that you would watch with the James Bond would be heightened because obviously the guy ain't going to die in like the first movie in most, in almost a hundred percent of the right. cases, but, but, but when he gets to his third or fourth or fifth movie, like you really start thinking, He's more oh my God, is, is this the film yeah. where they're going to kill? Is he going to die in right. this one? He's like getting older, think, he's getting slower, you know? Yeah. So like, <laughs> I think that could have been a gimmick they've used all this year to make the James Bond franchise even more like uh popular, because I'm going to tell you right now, just thinking about that idea, like I would be more happy, like more excited about the James Bond franchise. Is this a, if I'm watching it? And part of the reason why you're watching it is like, oh my God, are they going to kill? Is he going to die in this one? Yeah. And when he gets put into a thing towards the end of the movie, you'd be sitting there like going like, oh shit, is this the point? Is, are, right. are they changing the character? Are they getting a new actor? Because like, oh, it looks like he might be biting the dust. And of course, he survives, right? And he always comes out of moment. it. Yeah. yeah, but like, but we, eventually he will die. Like yeah. that's the case, right? So that'd be like yeah. to me a really cool thing from them to do from now on that might get more and more, especially the younger crowd, right? right. There's a lot of younger it's, people. It's a new, they, they, like you're the, an old Daniel soul, Megan. Like Daniel you're Craig a younger guy, new, but like you know, friend, you, you yeah. act like an old man, kind of like Ferris. Like y'all both are kind of common <laughs> in that. But like, think about the younger crowd though, man. That that looks at yeah. James Bond as being, oh, that's my granddad's favorite style movie. Like I don't even right. give a crap about this. But if you threw something like that in there, where there are these real stakes all the time, because you truly don't know, I think that would get a lot of younger people, a lot of younger yeah. fans and stuff. Like, yeah. and even some people that may have fell off of it to come back to it. I actually think, I so I think what they did with this last series of uh, in the actor should be something they do going forward. They pick a guy, they have him do movies, and when he's going to walk away, that happens to be, and they keep it under wraps, you know, whatever, obviously secret and. He just goes and does his thing. And like, you'll watch a movie and yeah. damn James Bond dies. Yeah, oh shit. Out of nowhere. Like, 
that's what it was for this leak because there's been so many times, as you said, where they set up. He's at this situation where he's like hanging off the end edge of a blimp, or he's like on the edge of a cliff, and the guy's about to push him over. But he always gets out of it. Like no matter what the situation is, he he gets out of it. So in this movie, at the end, he gets into a situation where it's like very very dire. It's like oh man, it just breaks your heart, and you go wait a minute, this how the hell is he gonna get out of this one? And, he, and up even up till the moment where he's standing there and he's talking to his loved ones and he's saying like you know this is it for me. And he makes that ultimate sacrifice. You're like, okay, but there's always an explosion, and then a plane goes flying out, da 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 da, you know. And oh, okay, he's fine. There, there he goes, he's flying out of the explosion. And then this, he's just standing there, and it's just boom, and he's gone. You're like, wait, wait, wow, they actually did it, and it's very emotional. It's very like it guts you because you're like, oh my god, James Bond just fucking died, like. Holy shit. So maybe if they build to that moment in every movie, like, okay, the next one comes out. It's like, oh, we just saw Daniel Craig die. But, okay, this new actor, whoever it is, his fourth movie, he's in a situation where, he, okay, he'll he'll get out of it. And it's just like, oh, no. like Wow, that's it. Because that's the thing with James Bond is there's always a new person to sort of come along. And I, I did have... I did have some, like, two quick final thoughts on James Bond before we move on, Justin, if that's cool. Uh, and, and that is that I think there's a couple different directions that they could go for the future of, of the franchise. And that is that they're obviously going to get a new actor to come in to play James Bond. And the question is, in this day and age, and we started to get to this point with Bond in the last couple movies, is it really appropriate for, be, for him to be as much of a womanizer as he has been in the past where he just sleeps with every woman? And there's not not really any sort of romanticism. And then with Craig, I think even with the first movie, they set up, okay, this is a James Bond that can, that can very much fall in love and actually like, okay, I'm, I'm going to pursue a future with this person, right? And we didn't, hadn't really gotten that prior. We did with George Lazenby all the way back with Her, Her Majesty's Secret Service. But with Craig, we really established, okay, this is a James Bond that's very romantic and he can fall in love. And cer he certainly... He has that first tragic loss, and then he, with Vesper Land in Casino Royale, then he sort of continues, and he's sleeping around with everybody, but then he gets to a point where he falls in love with Madeline Swan again. Okay, he's found love again. So do they take the franchise in a direction where he's not as horny, you know, and he's a little bit more restrained, and he's a little bit more attuned to falling in love, and yet maybe he has a fling here and there, but do you, do you even, like, ha have that? Or do you just have a James Bond that doesn't really sleep around with all these women. Um, that's what, that's one scenario. The other scenario is, well, you could actually set the franchise. You could actually take things back and set the franchise in like the sixties and seventies where everybody was very much like that. And you can kind of maybe get away, get away with it a little bit more. So that was sort of the question that, that I mainly have moving forward with this, with this franchise is like, how do, how do they create a new James Bond in the era with, with the Me Too movement and everything sort of, you know, it's it's a little bit more, it's not, not as accepted to to be as, like, randy. Well, here goes the thing with know, that, Randy. Though. Yeah, I, I don't think they have to worry about anything because it's according to how you film it and how you make the story because, like, they're, right. with that whole situation, there's also the, like, hey, women are empowered, so, like, as long as the woman is cool with doing whatever, like, yeah, as long, yeah. as long as it's mutual, 
like it's not anything wrong with it, right? Because there's this empowering movement for women, right? Like, so they, if they want to do what they want to do, right? If they want to have a one night stand, it's okay for them to do it, kind of thing, right? Like, so it is what it, it is. Kicking now, ass, you, yeah. Right, but you you just can't have say the character manipulate or treat like trash right. and stuff like that, right? You're probably going to run into problems, especially yeah. with like your like, good guy. Like, I mean, you can still have things of... like that happen in a movie as long as it's yeah. the bad guy, right? But if you're supposed to well, be someone it... you're rooting for, you can't like have yeah, them going I... around and doing stuff like that. I think the uh, the pro the most recent problem people had with Bond was in uh, Spectre, I believe. Skyfall or Spectre? I think it was Spectre. Uh, where you have Monica Bellucci, who, like, is this widow, and she just lost her husband, but she's still, like, you know, there's this scenario that where Bond, like, kills all these people that are trying to kill her, and then he just immediately forces her into sleeping with him, kind of. He kind of is very uh, aggressive in the way that he goes about it, and it's very much this James Bond thing that he always does, but that was kind of, like, the last time he really expressed those characteristics, and I think that was, people had a real problem with that, and maybe that was sort of a a message that they needed to Man, sort of it's all about change the direction of the characters. Like but yeah, I mean, it's all, it's all it about how you look at it. Like some people can yeah. look at it as like, oh, this is something that's been in a James Bond movie. This is like throwing it in there just almost yeah, for nostalgia kind of thing. Yeah. Like back in the day, it was real cheesy, like especially with Sean, uh, Sean Connery films and stuff, like how he would get the lady and everything would just be super cheesy and stupid to me. Yeah. But it was kind of funny or whatever, right? Like, yeah, he would like so smack her. He would like smack her and he would like throw her on the bed and start kissing her and she'd be like totally into it. Like, I don't know. Hey, some people like that though. Yeah, like that's the thing I'm though. Weird, that right? doesn't mean... Just because right. you put stuff in there like that doesn't mean that it's bad, right? <laughs> like some people like those things. I mean, it is what it is, right? Like that that's something that we have to take into account here is like not everything is going to be a bad thing. And you know what? Some of your heroes are going to have flaws and everything else. Like I said, it's according on how they film it, how they portray it. Shouldn't be that big of a deal. Like I yeah, said, I agree. Look, because like if you put strong women in the roles and stuff like that, and, and they're they're obviously down for whatever then like like i said you can look at that as a strong empowered woman uh you know doing her thing because she wants to do it kind of thing so like just because yeah. a dude the problem with the whole dude sleeping with women is whenever you do it in certain ways or you have that double standard where the woman's made to look like you know something else where the guys cheered sure. and the woman's yeah as long as uh that double standard type of thing is not in the play and everything. There shouldn't be no problems. One of the things I'm glad we did this live and stuff is because like you could find out some cool things. One of them, obviously my man, star drew loves, loves the James Bond franchise. My man made more comment than he has in his entire LGR career, almost in one section right there about the James Bond franchise. Cause so he obviously likes it. Uh, and Thrawn's got a good point here, man, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, does James Bond get all the women or do all the women get James Bond? You know what I'm saying? Certain point like, of view, as you said, it depends on how you look at it. Yeah, but but, but that's the deal. Like, I, you, you can't, and, and this is the thing I'm afraid of sometimes. It's like uh, people try to do something just because, like, they're afraid they're going to, like, Twitter is going to say something. No matter what you do, you're going to have people not people like are gonna certain get mad things. But on the internet if you have a story to yeah, tell and there's a man. point with your story and it's not just uh, – a blatant like just doing it to do it kind of stuff there's actually yeah. a point to be made like no nah, man tell your story because people can learn from that story right like so let's say uh not, not even really in the james bond franchise but any style movie where there's this guy 
who treats women like that, right? And but they want to portray it like that because there's a major moment in that dude's life that changes him and people can learn from it. Like this guy who was doing this, right? In this story, this happens, and all of a sudden, like he he finds like why he shouldn't be that way no more, or something like that, right? Like, so uh just a story that would be popping into my head. This ain't even a movie I'm thinking of. This is just like something that came into my head right then, was like creative-wise, was like let's say you have a guy he he's doing all those bad things that like men shouldn't do, you know, kind of thing. So like, you're wanting to tell that story and to tell that story, you have to show that story. Right. But like the plot twist or the, or the thing that happens in the movie is that that guy has a daughter. And then you, sh you want to showcase how he was this way. And then he has his daughter and his love for her and like he realizes all the bad things that he did and he kind of changes his life and the rest of the story is about him being like a super great father and stuff and like uh changing his ways and being a totally different person like there's got to be stories out there to tell where bad things happen bad things happen to people all the time you can't be like a, a super hugely scared uh and everything when it comes to making films we got to feel comfortable enough to make our stories i do think some people could do it in a tasteless manner you know, like where they can put stuff out there that's just, oh, we're do like, it's like a, there's, there's movies out there, like in the horror side that I don't really care as much for, uh, like they just do gore for gore. Now it's different if they're doing it like in a comedy kind of way, like a horror comedy sort of thing, like kind of like the evil dead. There's like times where there's like all kinds of blood being sprayed in the dude's face and stuff, but it's there for comedy effect. It's not really there for anything else, but like other movies that are trying to be serious with it and then they just do gore for gore. I don't really care for that. It's the same thing. Yeah, don't have uh, misogynistic men out there in your story for no reason. You know, unless, like I said, unless it's something to do with the story or whatnot, or, or just doing the stuff to just do it. Uh, that's where you think you have to be careful for. But like people yeah, out there, I, I want I just, people to, I just want people to be able yeah. to be creative, man, and make their story. As, and, and, and sometimes, yeah, like Thrawn says, like what, what they would call like a Saw franchise. Hostile yeah, would call porn. this a little yeah. bit torture porn. And everything else like those movies though i kind of like because they had like a little like saw it a little piece puzzle piece but it, there's like most of the time thing i'm talking about is like some of your b movies and stuff they'll just be like well oh hey we can't put together a good story but we're just going to put together all these sweet little new tricks we've got like you know hey let's yeah. do it but uh yeah i do i just want one one last thing about the on the james bond topic uh and that is that We've seen in the past that certain characters can kind of go from one James Bond to the other. You know, we saw Judy Dench's M was was the M for um, for Daniel Craig and for Pierce Brosnan. And we, we were just talking about how give us characters that we can that we can like and that are strong. And one of the characters in the last James Bond movie was Ana de Armas's character. I think her name was Paloma. And she was awesome. She was this like a CIA agent or something, and um, she had she wasn't in the movie very much, but she she did play kind of a pivotal role in, in his journey. And there was no like sexual sort of thing that there usually is with it with every woman. And she just kicked so much ass. So I want to see more from her, that character. And even like with a completely rebooted Bond franchise, it, 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 unless it's set in like the nineteen sixties or seventies, as I was sort of alluding to, that's one direction they could they could go. If it's just sort of the continuation, uh, I would love to see that character, like bring her back over and have her in the new, the new James Bond franchise, even though it's going to be a new actor and, and everything. 
You know, it doesn't matter because there's certain characters you can they can reboot along with with the story. So yeah, no, that that's that's kind of all I have. But uh, you got, got anything else, Justin? Before we wrap. Not up on that, today? but our last topic. I'm going to go ahead and break yeah. it up. It's going to be video games. We're going to just talk about a couple of little things here. One of them being is, is last week I talked a little bit about Diablo Immortal. Some people was renaming it Immortal, yeah. like coming out and being like this super big, Immoral. huge pay to win. <laughs> there has been, yeah. like people did the math that like if you wanted to be as powerful or close to as powerful as you wanted to be in that video game, like literally you would have to spend uh, half a million dollars to get to that yeah. level. Like it's getting so bad now that like China, they were uh, having to like delay uh it being uh, delivered in China, and now it may be banned from China, period. Uh, I said last week there was a couple of European countries that's already banned it. Uh, it can't be put into there because of how aggressive it is with, like, the pay-to-win model and stuff like that. Uh, so it's actually getting pretty bad at, like, China's possibly not even going to let it uh, be put there, which is going to be a big hit money-wise. So that kind of sucks because I like Diablo. And they're on their way to making a Diablo 4 and I'm kind of excited for that because I'm hoping that they've learned some of their lessons and everything and it makes a great game. But this game is so much of like everything you do costs you money, basically. And if you want to get like there's no way like sometimes there's games out there like that where you can pay some money so that you can get to a thing faster. And but if you wanted to play it for free or, or play it for like a subscription, you could just knock out the content, still get as strong. It just takes you longer to get there. This game is like you have no possible way to get to the strongest if you're playing like it ain't spending a bunch of money and everything else, right? Like I get video games need to make money, but this is just ridiculous uh, when it comes to games. Uh, we, Such you know, scam. something because this is a show that we just started and everything. Uh, everybody knows about the new, the like basically the sequel to uh, the Fallen Order. The uh, or wait, is that the mess up that name? But anyway, the uh, newest uh, Star Wars video game. They're coming out with a sequel. Uh, to that game that's being worked on uh they're actually trying to plan to do like a couple of games a year for that uh we also got ubisoft uh doing an open world like um this is actually dropped in our discord uh ubisoft actually trying to do an open world pirate uh game it's called skull and bones so it's gonna be an open world where you can like go around and do a bunch of things like some of these other games that people love that sounds pretty damn interesting to be honest with you like a cool pirate game like if they actually made a legit cool ass pirate game we could all put on our eye patches uh get together on discord maybe or something like that and and go out there in the open seas and take down fools you know what i'm saying like swimming from chip to chip, making all the cool noises uh, that could be fun uh we got uh, uh uh you know just that's coming out uh that's happening in the world of games there's not like a huge huge thing going on as far as like any kind of like uh super big breaking news and stuff like that but that I wanted to kind of update on Diablo Immortal and talk about that game uh, and everything else. Uh, but yeah, dude, like, uh, you know, on the way out of here, uh, you know, this is something that we're going to be doing more regular. Uh, actually, should be yeah, a, like a once a week show. Uh, we are going to make new graphics and stuff for it. That's why we're using Hambone to the movies, at least yep. it relates to movies Name and entertainment pending. news. Name yep. pending. Enter and, uh, what, what are we calling this? Entertainment news breakdown? Uh, what we'll, we got something it else. is what it is, yeah, but like uh, like it. I said, this is a new thing. We're kind of <laughs> trying out, seeing if they're gauging the interest of uh, uh, talking about this kind of stuff. And I'm actually having fun doing the show, so that's cool. Uh, thank yeah, everybody man, that too. stopped by and like commented and stuff, because that's going to be oh, part yeah. of the fun thing about it is we, we talk about it and give our points, and then y'all are able to make y'all's comments on it as well. 
but we got a lot of new things happening around here. Uh, here that's going to be coming up shortly. Uh, we just had a, a, a team meeting. We're going to be like revamping the uh, Patreon thing, like super huge. Like there's oh, don't every... reveal too much yet, Jeff. I ain't revealing shit, man. Hold on, Damon. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just, it, Cha- things, things, things are a changing. <laughs> Almost everything is a changing. Uh, yes, over that, there that's on the Patreon, for sure. that's except for the dollar being able to do the Discord thing. But like uh, everything else is going to be changing. There's going to be like some fun stuff that we're adding. I'm, I can't say anything about them, but that's like things that are happening uh, coming up. And like I said, this is going to yes. be a new show. We haven't said even a day stuff. like we did it last week. We pre-taped it. This week we did it live. I think we should do it live every week. Uh, to be honest with you, we're we're definitely going to be doing it at the beginning of the week instead of the end of the week, because we'd like to talk about the box office that happened past weekend. And uh, so we got to, so we don't want to do it before the weekend. We want to do it after the weekend uh, so that we can talk about that and anything else that pops up because of that. Uh, But yeah, dude, bunch of things happening. It's going to be, I'm I'm actually pretty excited about it. Like legitimately, I'm actually pretty excited about it. I feel good about it. I am too, man. So. There's some really fun, new, exciting uh, content that, that's going to be coming to the channel soon that uh, we're all very, very hyped to announce when we can. So, uh, yeah, man, it, it's it's the future is very bright for LGR, I think. So I'm really, really hyped to, to be a part of it. Absolutely. Rock well, like I said, man, thank you guys. And, and thank you for paying attention to this and stuff like that. Like I said, this is kind of like a test run. Uh, we're definitely going to be doing uh, more of these and it's every week. And like when we said, like today, we kind of announced we're going to do the show today. Uh, some of that's because of my work and stuff that happened. But later on in the future, uh, we'll possibly be doing this like uh, think like around probably a Monday or Tuesday every week uh, doing it live, man, and having and having fun with it. Hope you guys like keep coming back so we can talk about all this stuff that's going on in the entertainment world. But until next time, man. Peace. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. It sound right, boys.